What's going on, guys? Hope y'all are doing well. Hope you're crushing some training. Hopefully you're surviving some of these storms that have been rolling through. Snow is rolling down here in Flagstaff as I'm recording this episode on Thursday night. But it's been a pretty mellow winter in general. We got hit with a couple of early storms, but it's been pretty nice here. We had one of the most bipolar runs we've had, I think, ever when uh, I was out pacing Sarah on the bike last weekend. We started the run. It was like 9 o'clock in the morning. And I think it was like in the teens, the temperature, but it was like one of those kind of humid colds, you know? And so like our face, like we couldn't even talk. Our faces were so cold, you know, at the beginning of the run, like we're just freezing. And then, uh, you know, fast forward through that long run, two hours later, Sarah's running in sports bra and shorts. I was still all bundled up on the bike. You know how it is on bikes, it's cold, but it's crazy. It's one of those crazy kind of bipolar weather runs. I don't know if you've had one of those. But anyways, all that to say, I hope you guys are doing well. And uh, excited about this episode. We're going to continue on with the Making of an Olympian series. I got like four or five of these episodes coming at you on the board here. I'm really excited about this episode because it's really just, you know, all about people going after big dreams and big goals. And, you know, your big goal doesn't have to be the Olympics. It can be. You know, some of the people listening to this podcast, it is. But whatever it is, that big goal you're going after, like that's that's what I want to help you guys go after. And we're going to go after it together. And hopefully this uh, series can give you some useful tips and tools and things to think about as you pursue your goals. All right. So this episode is going to be called Olympians Find Peace in the Storm. So I pulled this one from one of my mantras I wanted to focus on and talk more about um, from that mantras episode that I recorded, I don't know, it was like four or five episodes ago. And one of the mantras, if you remember, was um, find your peace. That was something that I would tell myself all the time in training and continue. And to be honest, like I use this mantra when sometimes my kids are like driving me crazy or something's going wrong in life. I was sitting at the social security office for like, you know, well over an hour just staring into space today. And uh, I was using that mantra a little bit, not going to lie. It's like, find your peace, find your peace. Your number will be called. <laughs> so, you know, this is a, a helpful one, not just in the running space, but also outside of running. And the reason why I love this mantra so much is just because I find myself in storms all the time. So, I don't know, like for you guys, like can you think back to previous training or uh, races you've had where maybe you found yourself in a literal storm? You know, we think back to Boston, some of the crazy storms that have rolled through there, uh, you know, in the last decade. Um, or was it in training? Like we're always, you know, fighting different conditions. So you oftentimes find yourself in storms. Um, I know for a lot of the athletes are training for this coming olympic trials we're having to do a whole bunch of crazy hill work to get ready for this course and sometimes when you're doing all these insane hill runs you're just like man i feel like i'm enduring a storm right now so it doesn't necessarily have to be a physical storm but like any big challenge it was like it feels like you're getting rattled you know it feels like you're on the verge of like losing your mind i don't know if you guys have been there before but i've been there many 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 times and I could, oh man, I could go off forever on that, but I'm not going to. I want to, I want to get into how do we actually find peace in the midst of storms? Because that's what Olympians do. Um, they're able to calm and collect themselves when everything around them is not going according to schedule, when um, forces of nature are against them, when the course is against them, uh, when just things are not clicking. Maybe it's their stomach is really messed up. Like they're able to 
not get away from the storm. They're still in the storm, but they're able to endure it with peace inside of them that allows them to stay calm, to stay relaxed. We talk so much about relaxation on this podcast, and it's so, so important. And Olympians are able to do that. They're able to find their peace, even though everything around them is going wrong. And what's really hard is oftentimes people are talking about how wrong everything is going. And that actually reminds me of something my dad would tell me. Uh, one of our big mantras when we were going into races, when the weather was not good, whether it be on the track or on the roads, we just had this simple mantra. He'd say, he'd tell me like whenever you hear me start complaining about the weather, it's so hot out, it's so cold out. Or he'd just say, weather's not a factor. Weather is not a factor. And that was his response every single time I started whining about the conditions I was going to be racing in. So, you know, to start things off, that can be a, a helpful mantra for you guys too. Like when you're going to the start line and it's snowing out and you're just like, weather's not a factor. Because to be honest, like most of the time it's the stressing about the weather, about the storm that you're about to face that is more, that, that affects you more than the storm itself. And so we don't want to turn these storms we're going into and make it a mental thing because it doesn't have to be a mental thing. It doesn't mean we can evade it and get away from the storm. We still got to go through it and we want to go through it with peace. But to start things off, like we don't want to turn it into not only a physical storm that we're going through, but also a mental storm that we're going through. So that's a great mantra to pull on. You find yourself going to the start line of a bad weather race weather's not a factor don't get caught up in the chatter and you know like reporters newscasts like they love to talk about how bad it is how oh this is going to be so terrible and the conditions are me so bad like you guys know how it is when you go to these major marathons if the weather's not looking good that's all everyone is talking about and it's fine to talk about it it's just deep down inside you you got to just know this isn't a factor for me. Like I'm gonna run strong, whether it's perfect conditions, but I'm gonna run with the same kind of intensity, with the same kind of excitement for this race, whether it's a perfect day or whether I'm running through a hurricane. Like it doesn't matter. You gotta like kind of set that resolve deep down inside yourself. All right, so now we're gonna kind of move through some steps to finding peace in the storm. And some of these things are gonna be kind of like on the mental emotional side of things. And then other things are just gonna be really practical, actual physical things you can do to endure the storms. And those storms I'm talking about um, in the physical sense are more like actual storms. Um, so let's, let's hop right into it. So I think step number one to finding your peace in the storm is First off, just realizing you're in a storm. And I think I'm talking to the fellas here probably more than the girls. Because I know for myself, sometimes like I'd be out doing a threshold, say for example, training for Beijing and I was trying to get adapted to heat. And I'm doing a threshold and it's like 70 degrees. So not like crazy hot, not the kind of hot where you're like, oh man, this is definitely going to slow me down. I should probably change my pace by about 10 seconds per mile. Um, which I like to do that side note if you're training in the summertime and it's hot and humid out I like to add about 10 seconds per mile Obviously, it's a sliding scale based on how hot and humid it is But make sure you adjust your paces when you're training in the summertime Otherwise, you're just gonna frustrate yourself. You're gonna think you're not in very good shape and all of a sudden you hit that first like Fall cool morning day crisp day and you're like, oh, I'm good. I'm actually really fit I've just like mentally slammed myself into the ground for the entire summer, but I'm actually okay <laughs> So we don't want to do that. We want to be good to ourselves So make sure you adjust 
make some adjustments and that can be kind of like a physical tip for enduring the storms is like make adjustments to pace don't expect you're on the same pace in gale force winds or super hot weather or if it's snowing out as if you would in perfect conditions so a little, little kind of get in front of myself but a physical tip on so to the fellas we gotta realize that we are in a storm it might not feel like it. Maybe you're just going up a big hill, big incline. Maybe the weather's not that bad, but sometimes there's like physically stuff going on because the conditions are less than ideal. And you can like start turning it into a mental game where you're like, man, I'm just like mentally not with it today. What's wrong with me? And you can start questioning yourself. And you can start going into a real bad place mentally simply because you didn't realize that, oh, hold on a second like i'm in a storm here like there's actually physically stuff going on that's making this hard for me in this moment my stomach's messed up whatever it is like realize i'm in a storm right now like we have to be able to observe the storm before we can try and find peace in the middle of it so that's step one uh, moving into step two is how do we start to remove ourselves from that storm now that we're able to see that all right i'm in the middle of a storm I'm in the middle of a battle now I can feel myself and and real quick going back to that last one you know you're in a storm when you're starting to lose your cool when you're starting to lose your head when you're starting to um, unwind you know you can feel yourself on that verge of just being like I'm about to just like lose myself here and I know you, uh, I, I know what I'm talking about I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about but man like I said been there a bunch of times so next step is now that we know we are in the storm is we start to think about how do we actually res remove ourselves from the storm and we start to remove ourselves from the storm by looking at it from an outsider's perspective so can we almost like hover above ourselves? can we look at it from god's perspective can we look down and see ourselves in the middle of this storm I don't know if you guys have ever seen anyone else go through a storm. Like now I get to do that when I'm on the bike with Sarah and I'm watching her battle some crazy hills at up altitude running super hard. And I can see how easy it is to lose your cool. But then when I'm looking from the outside on the bike, I'm just like, she can like just keep her cool through this really tough section. Like she's going to come out the other end and she's going to be fine. She's got to just like ride out this storm, you know? And so can you do that for yourself when you're going through that storm? Can you pull back, like picture yourself on a bike, biking next to yourself, looking at yourself, going through what you're going through and just being like, man, if he just holds on just a little bit longer, he's going to come out the other end of this thing. Like the storm doesn't last forever. The storm passes. That's the thing about storms, right? Like they they hit us hard for a while and then they're gone. So the key is we got to keep our cool within the storm. So sometimes just getting perspective from an outsider's perspective. So maybe you can talk to someone about it. Be like, man, I'm just like struggling going through this storm. Maybe you're running with a running partner and just be like, man, I just, I'm just like vocalize it. Don't just like internalize it. Talk to them. Be like, I am just struggling so much right now. Like you're going to get some good feedback from your training partners. And that's part of the beauty of racing with other people, especially people you train with, is you can have those conversations, those heart-to-heart, -heart, and you can get encouragement that's going to get you through that storm. And it's going to allow you to look at yourself from a different person's perspective. So you can kind of do that when you're out running in a storm. Kind of look from bird's eye view at yourself. Observe yourself going through this thing. That helps you realize like it's not going to last forever. And that is a super big, massive key when it comes to 
finding peace in the storm is we're able to find peace because we know like I'm not stuck here. Like I'm going through this thing right now and it sucks right now. This is not fun, but I'm not stuck here right now. So a great question. If you don't have someone to talk to you, a training partner is just like have a conversation with God out there and be like, God, how do you see me right now? Like I'm, I feel like I'm failing here. Like I feel like I'm falling apart in the middle of this storm, but how do you see me? And let him start to give you that perspective of how he sees you. Because I guarantee you, like, you'll come away from that conversation encouraged. So that's a, a, a great place to go to. Uh, another tool to remove yourself from the storm, is, and I've, I'm starting to talk about this more and more just because it's so, so important. And it's something I've done a lot, but I haven't really vocalized it a lot. Is just to take a deep breath. Man, amazing things happen when you're really struggling in a race. And you just take a deep breath and you shake out your arms and literally like I'll tell myself like breathe in peace, breathe out frustration. I talked about this on the last episode, but it's so, so important. You can use breath to really be a powerful tool to basically do whatever you want to do. Whatever you don't want inside you, you breathe it out and you say it. You can say it. It's better if you can say it out loud, but if you want to just say it in your head because you don't want to look like a weirdo out there, which is totally fine, I get it. Um, just say it in your mind, you know? Breathe out anxiety, breathe in peace. And whatever you're feeling, whatever you're struggling with in the middle of that storm, breathe it out and breathe in what you want in the middle of it. Taking a deep breath really does wonders for our body to be able to relax, to settle in, to stop just contracting, getting so, so tight and bogged down by that tightness. All right, so now some kind of more practical physical tools you can do to help you through storms that you're facing in training and racing. Number one on the physical side is simply to smile. Like, there's all kinds of crazy studies about there about like what actually happens inside of you when you smile and the crazy stuff it releases the endorphins whatever um it releases in your body like but anyone who has smiled knows like you feel better just by smiling so even if you have to fake it and i guarantee you will have to fake it unless like i don't know why you'd be smiling like running in zero degree temperatures in the middle of a snowstorm and be smiling but (laughs) you'll probably have to fake it but fake that smile and i guarantee you like emotionally you'll trigger something emotionally you'll start to go into a much better spot emotionally because you're physically smiling so that can be just kind of like a fun little tool you can pull out um other physical tools Oftentimes, like when we're really struggling, it's also because, especially in running, we're like carb depleted. We haven't eaten anything. We haven't taken on board calories. We might be really dehydrated, especially if the storm you're going through is heat and humidity in the summertime. Oftentimes, like it's amazing how much better we feel when we get some water on board, when we get some calories on board. So physically, um, eating and drinking is a huge way to be able to endure storms to be able to recollect yourself to find that peace another thing you can do is just to shake out tension from the body so oftentimes like when i'm really hurting in a race and i'm going through a really tough section quote unquote storm 
I'll like, you'll see me shake out my arms. My arms just come down, my shoulders come down, and I just shake everything out because I'm holding all this tension and it's getting, I'm holding more and more tension as I'm hurting more and more. And then when I just shake it all out, it just helps my whole body relax. So another kind of just little physical tool you can pull out for you when you're going through your storms. Um, another a big thing is choosing the right clothing. So this is obviously another physical thing, but if you're going to the start line, really important that you're like, honestly, like the year that Des won Boston when it was that crazy storm, um, we kind of joked afterwards that it was kind of like a fashion show or like, a, I don't know, not, not a fashion show, but uh, like who chose the best clothes to run in was like, seemed like it was a big big part of the race you know because you saw some people out there with not a lot on and they're like pulling out with hypothermia and you see like des winning the race with like a full-on jacket on like she just made a very wise choice on the starting line so you know if you were in the winter months if you're lining up and it's cold rainy the, i think the hardest conditions to race in is like 37 degrees and rainy and windy like if I could never have to run in any condition, that would probably be it. Either that or like 100 degrees and humid or 100 plus and humid is also like extremely not fun, <laughs> extremely hard. Um, but, you know, choosing the right clothes. When it's super hot, it's really easy. You just obviously wears basically essentially as little clothes as possible, as little as the race will allow you. But when it's cold out, like really making sure you're choosing the right clothes, that you have lots of layers on. Um, when it's cold and rainy out like that, you want to be overdressed at the beginning and you want to shed layers as you go. Um, another helpful tool with choosing the right clothes when racing in storms, physical storms, is, and this is a tip that Terrence, my old coach, gave me. He's like, when you have gloves on, when you have arm warmers on, and you feel like taking them off, he's like, take them off, but just tuck them into your shorts because oftentimes like we have the wind at our back, all of a sudden we get warm and and we wanna shed all of our stuff, so we just chuck it. And then you turn a corner and the wind's whipping into your face and you're like freezing all of a sudden. And you're like, dang, I wish I had my gloves and hat. Like that was so stupid that I chucked it. So don't chuck it. Like tuck it into your shorts you know if miles and miles later you're realizing you're definitely not gonna need it then go ahead and chuck it but you know a hat a beanie gloves doesn't weigh that much it's worth just tucking it into your shorts another kind of physical tip for enduring the storms is just to slow down like oftentimes when we're going through a storm we want to press harder and you know going back to that boston race for example like when you're really cold on the starting line you start burning through your glucose way quicker so off you know people were like hitting the wall like crazy in that race because it was so cold out that they were burning through their glucose before the race even started and then when they're running even they're burning more glucose than normal because their body's having to keep itself warm so um, you know, you have to compensate for that. You have to know, okay, it's super cold out. I'm gonna be burning through more of my glucose. So I need to slow the pace down a little bit. And oftentimes I find for myself, you know, if the storm is say in the way of hills, for example, in a marathon or a tough course, I am like redlining it effort wise. And I'm like probably going over 
my threshold level. And so sometimes like we just need to be good to ourselves when we're going through that storm. And we just need to slow down a little bit and not freak out about slowing down. Just like take the edge off a little bit when you're going through the storm. Just give yourself a little bit of grace that, and it, you'll be amazed at how much that allows you to just be able to settle into that right rhythm, that perfect pace. I'm not the perfect pace, the perfect effort level is what you want to find in every scenario in every race in every condition all right so let's keep moving on uh next step and i got two more steps for you guys and then we'll be done um it's just to get outside yourself and again going back to the year that des won boston like she was such a great example of this in the race you know like for you guys you didn't know the story um you know she's running in, in just terrible conditions with shalane and with a whole bunch of it was like super loaded women's field that year at the boston marathon and uh shalane stopped to use a porter potty and des stopped with her and because she was feeling so bad like i guess she just felt terrible from the beginning of the race and then you know shalane had just won new york had a really good chance of winning boston so she was just waiting for shalane at the bathroom being like let me just help you get back up to the lead group after you use the bathroom like super selfless thing to do you know like she was clearly like not thinking about her trying to win the boston marathon like you don't stop if you're trying to win boston so she's thinking about des and helping her so she's totally like outside of herself as she's going through this crazy storm the boston marathon that everyone else is just falling apart in but she's just thinking about how can i help shalane how can i help the people around me and then ends up run winning the race so you know i've talked a lot about getting outside yourself um, before as a way to manage pain management but it's also a way to manage the storms that we're going through the more you can look to others when you're going through storms the more you can try and help other people as you're enduring storms the better you're going to do it yourself so get outside yourself all right last one and this is gonna be kind of fun to talk to you about because this is i think the most important thing and i saved it for last because I, I think it is the most important element in enduring storms that were in finding peace in the storms of life and uh i just love this story this is one of my favorite stories from the bible i was thinking about it last night and like i almost started like laughing when i was thinking about it. i was in bed and i couldn't like sleep at night and i was thinking about this story and i almost like started laughing about it because it's just like such a weird like comical story so you guys might know this story. If you don't, I'll give you the Ryan standard version of it. But it comes from the Bible. And Jesus is, he's just like talked to a whole bunch of people for a long time. He's been doing some teaching. And he hops in a boat with his disciples. He's like, hey, let's go to the other side of this lake. And so they take off to the other side of the lake. Apparently, like Jesus must be either on some like killer sleep meds or he's just like exhausted, super tired. I don't know what it was. I'm guessing he was exhausted, super tired. But he falls asleep in this boat that is like about, apparently it's about to go down because his disciples are just like losing their minds, right? Like the, it says in the scriptures that like water's coming up over the boat. And I've been on these boats. I've been in Israel in this exact location on the same style of boats that would have been uh, used in Jesus's day. And these aren't like massive like um cruise ships you know <laughs> these are like little tiny boats like think like more like sailing boats and then it says that waves are crashing over the boat so think about that and like jesus it says he's on like a, a cushion on the stern of the boat just like asleep just totally out you know 
And Alasima is like, so they, they, the disciples, they go and they, they wake Jesus up. So they have to go wake him up. How would you like to be the guy who needs to go wake up this guy who's not being woken up by water being like thrown on top of him in a boat just like about to like pitch over? Like if, if that stuff's not waking him up, like how are you going to wake this guy up? He must have like had to go to his fist and just started like punching him to wake him up i don't know how he how he woke jesus up and then so the story goes jesus gets up and uh and commands the the seas to be still and he commands the winds to be still and then it just goes perfectly still so that that's the story of jesus you know enduring the storm finding peace in the storm making peace in the storm but i was thinking about it i was like I wonder what Jesus was like when he was saying that, like, peace be still, when he's speaking to the wind, you know? I was like, I wonder if he was, like, groggy, and if he was like, ah, oh, peace be still, you know? Or if he was, like, you know, like, superhero, like, like peace be still. Like, I was just kind of imagining this. When you, it's easy to read the story, especially, like, you know, growing up in church and stuff. You read these stories all the time, and they just get so ingrained in you. They feel normal, but when you really think about it, you're like, what must have that actually look like? Like that must have been a trippy scene. I, I, I need to go back and watch that at some point when I get up into the sky and I can do that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I just find this story so interesting. And when I look at this one, I just think about it as coming down to trust, you know, like Jesus's amount of trust that he must have in the father, in God must have just been unreal to give him that kind of peace to be able to sleep in those kind of conditions, you know? Like, he knew very clearly what his purpose was, what he was put on earth to do, and he knew he hadn't done it yet. So he knew, like, I'm not going to die here, you know? And so I think about, like, that level of trust that he had in God, and how can I have that same level of trust in God that, like, God's got me, you know, he's a good dad. I can trust he's good. I can trust he's good when things are going well. I can trust he's good when I'm going through the storm. So, you know, put yourself out in those bad races and not the bad races, the the storms that you're running through in your race. And just like, can you go back and trust God with whatever it is that is giving you anxiety in that moment, in that storm? I was talking about this with my kids the other night at the dinner table. We are talking about Jesus in the storm. And one of my daughters was like, well, it doesn't count because he's like God's son. And so he just like is incapable of stress, you know? Like he just never gets stressed out because like he's God's son. And I was like, well, not necessarily. Because if you think about Jesus later on in his ministry, as he gets towards the end of his life, actually at the very end of his life, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he is sweating blood. And like this can actually happen where you can actually sweat blood, but you have to be under an incredible amount of stress, anxiety, pressure. And so like he was that stressed out, that filled with that much anxiety in that moment that he was sweating blood, you know? And so this is what I want to end with is that thinking about Jesus' story, like that is... That was a much bigger storm that he was going through. You know, he's about to go to the cross, about to be crucified, about to, you know, be separated from God. And that was the biggest storm that, you know, we saw Jesus walk through on the earth. We saw him walk through a lot of them, like like the storm, the story that I was just telling you. But that was the biggest of them for sure. And so I think about like, okay, like this is 
the biggest key. Like, how did Jesus get through this moment that was the toughest thing that he ever had to go through? And that, how he got through that was surrender. I think about the prayer that he prayed to Jesus. Number one, he got through it through prayer, you know? Like, like talk about, like, getting outside yourself. We talk about getting God's perspective on things. Like, he went into the garden. And when he was that stressed out, he went into the garden and he prayed. So, you know, that, number one, is a huge thing to think about. Like, when we're going through our our storms, like, let's start with prayer. Let's start with connecting with God. And then the next thing he did was he surrendered. He's like there's any other way take this cup from me but not my will but your will be done and that's that's where the that's where it ended that's what allowed him to get through that storm was complete surrender it's like not not what i will but what you will and that kind of brings me back to you know the last episode and um what my dad would tell tell me you know with training with racing and, and what we ultimately have to say when we're going through our storms it's like we do the training but then we leave the outcomes to God. And sometimes storms come up and then sometimes they keep us from accomplishing our goal. They keep us from doing the things we want to do. But at the end, like, can we surrender that? Can we surrender that outcome? Can we trust that God is still good? And uh, that's a choice that we get to make in the middle of the storm. And I think if we make the right choice, it will enable us to find peace in the middle of any storm. So that's all I got for you guys. May you find peace this hiding in every storm. Happy training to you guys. Until next time, signing off for now.